Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down dirty shame. Acrimony. It's yes. Christmas. No, I don't think I have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> At the end, I was like, hey, Joe. Um. <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show. Uh, where do you come from? I'm from London. Yes, but where are you from originally? Originally, I come from loving parents. That's my best, that's my best impression of somebody from the UK. <laughs> but that was my favorite scene in the whole show. Because it's like, what do you say to that? Like, you're not African-American. You're not, it's like, she's like, but where are you from? He's like, I was born here. I'm fucking from London. What do you mean? Right. I'm from the same place as you. And how dare you question it? Like, I told you. Because I'm black and you're not? Like, what? It's literally the assumption. As somebody who comes from immigrant parents, it's the assumption that you're, like, from somewhere else. Even if it's true. That I'm always like, now hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? And it's a new month. We are in Women's History Month, so all of the Black women, it's International Women's History Month, so all the Black women have marched right out of Black History Month, right into International Women's History Month. And, of course, we are celebrating, um, Protection Day, we're celebrating, uh, you know, Black women all around the world. And we're trying to de-center, you know, our very American view of celebrating Black womanhood. And so today, and this is something I feel like we talked about for like a couple, like uh, we've been talking about talking about the show for like a couple months now. I think we talked about it last Absolutely year. we have. About yeah. talking about this show. Um, so today we're um, talking about I May Destroy You, Michaela Cole's um, incredible limited series um, that was created for BBC One and HBO. Um, so this series is set in London with a predominantly black British cast, which as we know, does not happen. Um, and the series basically follows Cole, her um, character Arabella, who's a writer in the public eye who seeks to rebuild her life after being um, drugged and raped. So trigger warning, obviously, our discussions today are going to include, um, you know, discussions of sexual assault. So if that's too much for you, um, go ahead and skip this episode. We have tons of other episodes where we talk about a bunch of shit that is not sexual assault. But today we're also talking about, um, you know, the black Britishness of um, I May Destroy You and black British culture. And we're also going to like talk a little bit about um, writer Bolu Babalola's um, piece for Vulture called The Innate Black Britishness of I May Destroy You. Um, so that's what we're talking about today. But before we jump into our discussion, which I'm really excited about, like we always do, y'all, what is up? What's going on in your lives? How are you? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Tell me. It's been forever, Just, honestly. 
I just finished the season finale of season two of Love is Blind US. Like, Oh my God, I didn't finish it yet. Okay. It is a trip. And honestly, everything that I wanted to happen happened. There's certain couples that I just don't care enough about, but the ones that I did care enough about, the ones that I wanted certain things to happen, like down to like who says what happened. So I am okay after the season. However, Shane, yeah. Yeah. Poke I the just, fuck out. You couldn't I, tell me he wasn't <laughs> at all times on that motherfucking screen. He wasn't under the influence of cocaine. Okay. I because that man was whether or not he is out. But it's, he is so, coked out or steroid. He's roided out, coked out. You can't tell me that man not on drugs. For me, you can did just you like, see his eyes? No, that man's on honestly, cocaine. Okay, may- maybe so. I don't know what the effects of cocaine look like on a person regularly, personally. I will say, because he's such a big guy, when he has gotten mad on camera, he has a very visceral and, like, physical reaction to it. And that part about it scares me. And then once you learn what he says to Natalie the, ni- the night before their wedding, in the fight that they have, I was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that part. What did he say? Um, He would basically... I think he was drunk when they were on the phone and she said, oh, do you think you maybe had a little too much to drink? And then apparently he started going off on her and said things like, I hate you. You're not my person. All this terrible things to Natalie the night before their wedding. And Natalie's like, before that fight, I would have 100% said, yes, I do. But now I'm not sure. So. What? Yeah. Yeah. I think the whole thing is weird. Um, it's very like uh, everything about it just gives me like can you imagine being that desperate that you're going on love is blind because (sighs) oh i'm sorry i muted your mic accidentally oh sorry no i (laughs) I meant to mute myself (laughs) i was like for love is blind it's interesting because by the end you have to get married so the stakes are really high so it makes sense for a tv show however the concept of like meeting in pods not seeing each other and forming a connection that way would be very interesting and I guess like a speed dating or like singles week type no, event where I maybe disagree. for like a certain sorry, amount of time so you don't. Important. Oh, I agree. But it'd be interesting to see like for lower stakes and not getting married, you know, you're talking to somebody, you're getting along with them and then you see them. Do you wish to continue and like see, I guess how much success is of long-term relationships. But think of, of like, what if you put like, your all into it and then you end up in a situation and I hate to be on the side of this bitch ass motherfucker but what if you were in a situation like Shakes where he's like, I'm just not attracted? Well, then you just you know? say, I'm not attracted and you keep it pushing. But it's like, you've you've already put in that work. You've already but put in that But that's why I'm time. saying like maybe a single you can't night get it back. like speed dating event where it's a certain amount of time and then you look at them sure. and see if you want to continue. Sure. Sure. Also, you know, not to get too deep into it. I don't, first of all, I do not watch Love is Blind. I watch- Good for like, you. A, I can't, it's really hard for me. I thought I liked reality TV and I thought I liked trash TV, but the more I see people obsessed with certain things, I'm like, oh, maybe that's not my jam because some things I truly cannot handle. Oh, um, me with Love Island. But I can't don't do think Love of Island. it, I don't think it, Love Island is a masterpiece and I honestly think about it every day <laughs> and wish it would come back. Only the UK version though, I do not believe in the US I still version. haven't, I still haven't watched Love Island Loki, but Ugh, it's, it's on the so list. It's so fucking good. I miss them so much. The next but time Mariah, it comes you're back, me, I will. Mariah, you're making me sad. Like it's not a waste of time necessarily. You put in the time to see if it's going to work. But then what if they're ugly? 
then you go your separate way. What do you do? Um, I mean, I don't know if that's stopping you. I mean, from what I <laughs> when I logged into the <laughs> to the chat, we were talking about some videos. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Don't put none of business out there. But it was giving love is blind. It was giving love is blind. Oh, what Camille is saying is basically I'm a hypocrite. You got me. Honestly, you got me there. You got Camille, me there. you're absolutely right and you should say it. You're absolutely right and you should say it. Now, I mean, these now people my unfortunately question... are on TV dating. Like, right. I wasn't on TV when I did that <laughs> <And> it's... shit. <laughs> my question is do you guys think that love can be blind? No. Yeah, I think I see it every day with people. I'm like, I'm like sure. really? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Are you sure. kidding me? I'm sure. I look at people and I'm like, um, I know that you know what looks nice but you really like this person and that's beautiful you know what hey i don't hate okay at the end of the day at the end of the day at the end of the day it is what it is and you're big through you do hate you yeah i do you're right i do hate but for a good cause though i hate that's what other people won't say what they need to say so i'm the hater that other people need to be you know what i mean exactly some people are afraid to be a hater some people yeah. are afraid to be a hater. I'm never afraid to be a hater because sometimes we don't say the things we should, you know? <laughs> and it's like, we're all thinking it. Why am I the only one who's going to vo- vocalize it? You know, it's like, am I wrong? Yeah, now I'm the asshole. And, but am now I wrong? I'm the asshole. Now I'm the villain. Okay. Now what did Nicki Minaj say? <laughs> Call me the bad guy. Now I'm the bad guy. Not to side with it, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but what else? What, have you, what else is going on? <laughs> Um, I have, I'll be honest, I, I have been making it through the weeks. Like I remember waking up, I go to work, I remember going to sleep and anything in between is very fuzzy. Um, yeah, but I haven't, I haven't really started anything new recently. I did start watching Reno 911 from the very beginning. I've never done it. What is that on? Oh, I think it was on Paramount Plus where I was watching it. Um, but I just wanted, to, I just wanted some Nisi Nash. Like I just wanted to see Nisi Nash do what so Nisi Nash do, and it's just so Absolutely funny. Incredible. Still, they just came out with a new special, um, and I was really? thinking, like, yeah, Rito, they reunited. Reno nine one one, the search for QAnon. They're looking for QAnon. <laughs> um, Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't watched that yet because I wanted to just start Reno nine one one from the beginning. But so good, so good to just smoke and sit and fucking laugh. At cops being it's, stupid. Yeah, that's oh my god. I love no, it was I never watched the series like regularly, but every time it would be on, like I just like re- just laughing out loud. Cause they're all so fucking funny. But Nisi Nash is like a special a, a genius. Special. I think she's like one of the unsung queens of comedy. Okay. Guys, I will. I just remembered. I did start something new. I watched just so many episodes of Bel Air, actually. Have the you? New one? Yes, what, I have. What is your take? Because I haven't started it. It's a soap opera. It's a it soap is. opera. I feel fine turning it on, turning my brain off, and just you know, got it. Like, taking in the drama. Um, What's Papa Jones did? giving? 
Book Jones is giving what needs to be gave. Really? Um, I'm 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 I really like a fan. Jones, yeah. I have always kind of been a little on the fence. I will say I always have been like she's gorgeous. She's obviously special. Right. I don't know if great it's gowns, for me. Beautiful gowns, but. She's doing a really beautiful job as Hillary Banks. And I like Great how much job. they've given beautiful they've given gifts. Hillary a lot of they've given her some story. I feel like oh, we never really got it. a lot of Hillary stuff. Yeah, she's oh like a um she's like an influencer, but she's also like she Come can cook. On. That's her thing. She's like a culinary influencer type situation. But on um, this like you need a job me? job, bitch. Oh, the fits are giving. She looks so good. Yeah. She looks so good and she's really acting down. It's very oops, it's very, I've been I've been entertained so far. Um, our friend who plays Will is not from Philadelphia, oh, um, really? which is only apparent, which is only apparent when he's given like Philadelphia slang to say. It just oh, it's your okay. ear in a funny way. I but saw, he is doing a, a nice job. I saw the actress who plays Ashley at a flea market last weekend, um, and I was like, this is like a child. Like, what is she doing here? But um, but no, I. <laughs> I think there were like a bunch of them just like at the flea market. Um, and everybody mm. was like, like, everybody was like, oh, like congratulating them on the show and like saying like how much they liked it. And I was like, damn, like I didn't, it really wasn't on my radar. Um, but I, I'm going to have to tune in and shit. Yes, it's very soapy. I'm enjoying it. I, love, I love soap opera. You know, I love drama. Hey. So. Exactly. And there's <laughs> plenty of it. Drama. So I heard Carlton is a cokehead. That's Girl, cause for me. <laughs> That's and fun for me. He's uh, he's got more than that going on. He's I'm Ooh. like he's he's mean and nasty and Ooh. like whereas original Carlton is not really you know he's kind of nerdy and stuff. Yeah. This Carlton is too, but like he's ruling the school. Oh, like this okay, is his right? school. They like no, he's not gay. Oh, you're just making up tales. Oh, I know the re- the reboots we have making everybody gay. I do I do know that. Yeah, um, which I'm fully that. here for. I love the yes. gay agenda. Make all the characters gay. <laughs> Very for it. Very Work. for it. Okay. Yeah. How about it. you? What you been watching? What you been watching here? Um, <laughs> honestly, um, I have not been watching anything new. I just started watching Jersey Shore over, just because I needed I some think really we good have trash. That I needed some really good trash, and it's just as I sit here and I watch it. Ugh, one yeah. night I got so high, I took a couple edibles. And I was sitting there watching that episode where Snooki gets arrested for being drunk in public. Yup, And I on said the beach. to myself, I said to myself, this bitch was really fucked up. She so was fucked really up. fucked up and got oh, arrested. Yeah. She said, I'm Truly. a good fucking person. Get your hands off of me. I'm a good fucking person. <laughs> I have never laughed so, so fucking down, hard man. in my life. I have never laughed so hard in the whole Ron and Sam shit that was going yeah. on. When you three, watch it back, was, it's even worse than we remember. Like it's, it's wor- even yeah, worse it's than like we really remember. Scary. It's actually very yeah. fucking scary. No, I was watching is. that shit and I was like, "This man might hit her." Yeah, he yeah. was like, "He was on a boy rage." Oh, oh yeah. Right. Question for you, Mariah: Was Jersey Shore like a big deal? To you, like when it was Hell all originally. Oh yeah, okay, I great. remember. <laughs> oh Jesus, I remember that that when they showed the preview, when they showed the preview oh. for that Mike and Ronnie fight. Yes. Got hard. Yes. I said, no. I want not you the to beat. Not I the wanted nipples. him to beat the fuck 
fuck out of that man. And Ooh, what they hyped this shit up so much. And what did Mike do instead? He made me so mad that he did he that. Like he did not get the... into the wall. He made How me so mad when he did that. He made me so mad when he did that. Cause like I wanted Ronnie to beat the shit out of him, and I thought it was gonna happen. I said, finally, he's been waiting for this, and wait, he <laughs> deserves this shit. Man, I really wanted to cry for him. I really wanted that. It was yes. huge that he beat his own ass. Good. I was just asking because it was huge. Like it was a huge deal to yeah. everyone I knew, and I always have wondered if it had anything to do with like proximity to the actual Jersey Shore. That's a good question. Um, no, because, it like, actually that's had really how- high ratings when it came out. Like I think. At the time that it yeah. premiered, it was one of the highest watched premieres of all time for like That's any TV show crazy. or something like that. Like That's everybody so was watching Jersey Shore because, like, I think it was so common, especially like at least for me, I was in like middle school and high school when it was popular. So we right. would always yeah. talk about it in school, but it wasn't yeah. just with like the girlies and the kids. Like it was no, everybody. everybody was watching the show. Hell yeah, everybody loved Jersey. It That's was what, exactly, exactly. Jersey everybody laundry. fucking loved it. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at their outfits and everything. Yes. And I mean, just atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> what got me? I cannot believe we used to dress like that. What Jesus got me was the way that Ronnie Christ. was like, I'm such a good dancer. And then Ronnie in the club was one the of the worst most embarrassing sights to was, see. It was embarrassing to watch. There was in no the club. rhythm, just straight vibes. 100% <laughs> straight vibes. And that's exactly how I be, my non dancing ass. That's exactly <laughs> how the fuck I be. Oh my God, no. But that's really what I've been doing. I'm just watching like a bunch of shit that I usually watch. I have a bunch of things on like my list of like, okay, watch this so you can talk about it, you know? But um, I'll be honest, I too have just been making it through. Um, and like a meal. I pretty much live for the fucking weekends now, which I never thought I'd say, but that's really the only time I come alive. So <laughs> that's me. So let's talk about I Made the Show. <sighs> what? Okay. Should I? What were our first impressions of the show? Like, like w- when you watched it? Um, I was just blown away by how accurate the, de- the depiction of the process of like from everybody's point of view. So like the process of piecing together that something has happened to you, the process yeah. of listening to someone tell you something that happened to them yeah. and you understanding immediately that it's bad, yeah. but they don't. And you're that like moment of having to like tread lightly. Like I just felt like I'd never really seen that play out on TV before, but I had experienced it many yeah. times in my own personal life as that yeah. friend mm-hmm. kind of hearing and then having to be like, okay, let that me was, be yeah. careful and not, you know, you don't, it's not that be- for people listening, it's not necessarily best practices <laughs> to go, you've been assaulted. That's what's happened to you. Like when someone comes right. to you with something like that, right. you do kind of have to be supportive and kind of let them come to the realization on their own. Right. Um, and it was just done, I think, really just accurately. I had never yeah. seen it so plain and realistic before. And just, I was really impressed. It was impressed. messy. It was so messy, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, and we'll get to it when we talk about the ending. But I thought that was just, like, one of the most realistic parts of it. It's just, like, you really don't know what you're going to do in this situation, you know? And you want to be, like, a good person. And you want to be making all the right choices and you want to go you want to want to go to therapy you want to want 
to go to group and share, but you want to want to put your life back together and not focus on it. But the fact is, is when something like that happens to you, you're you just have to go through the process, you know? And sometimes that includes shaving your head. Sometimes that includes going to stalk your drug lord, Italian, maybe boyfriend and having him throw you out in the middle of the night and spending all your money and having to get like, it, it, it's messy. And I respect, I respect how accurately she portrayed just being messy, you know, and young and black and British. And I thought that was like the coolest thing for me because when, like, I feel like when we, you know, talk about like, you know, British culture and British television, like, what do we think? We think like Downton Abbey or, or like Skins or something. Like you never, what, when do you ever see it from the perspective of millennial black people in the UK? When do we ever see their experience on television? Very rarely. Very rarely. You want to know where I get all of my content for like millennial black British women? YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. The Mm -hmm. girls who are the vloggers, who are the influencers, who are the lifestyles, they are the ones who are like, I feel like putting this culture on the map now, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The girls who Absolutely. are the podcasters in YouTube in um in uh in the UK and like the influencers like all the like Nella Rose and all those like amazing brilliant like fun people but they're the ones who are putting this culture like on the map and it's 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 just I I just thought the show was so it was just it was I it was brilliant it was hard for me to revisit it because you know I'm very sensitive about you know assault and things like that because you know, my life and my past and it's, it's tough, but I can appreciate the, just the, the the messiness of it all. I really can appreciate that. But what about you, Linda? I was going to say, I completely agree with both you and Camille, like the way that everything is just depicted, written. Also, I love the way that they portray the passage of time because with situations like that, actually going through the process, it takes a long fucking time. And then by the end, like, you're still going through it in some capacity. You always will be. But at least that, like, first initial portion of the realization and actually starting to, like, really sit down and sit with what has happened, I thought it was very, I thought it was a very authentic, and I agree with Camille, accurate representation of what it's like to go through that experience from all angles. And from, like, all different people that might be involved for, like, friends, families, maybe significant others, things like that. Yeah. And I really do want to highlight um, what um, Bolu said in her article for Vulture um, about how there was a, um, a reviewer who had written about, um, you know, the who had written about the show and was like, you know, um, you know, it's incredible to see British culture represented this way. And it's just completely, it doesn't even matter that they're black. And she was like, that's so absurd of you to say that because their experiences are so fucking black and British in this show, like down to the slang that they use. Okay. And I love me some good British slang. They say ting just all like all over, just throw that around because some of them are Caribbean (laughs) and some of them are just like Mm -hmm. from like, you know, um, like Africa and stuff like that, or they have roots there. They use in it and raw. And she mm-hmm. talked a lot about them using raw and about how they 
had translated that wrong on TV and they didn't understand how deep it was, you know, Mm -hmm. how deep it was to say some shit like that. And like, you know, we have our own slang here, obviously. Um, but we never, I never even consider like what their slang is like over there. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because they use some of the same slang. Like they, they say G and I'm from Chicago and we use that all the time. And I'm like, how the fuck do they say that? And like, (laughs) we say that, you know, like what's the connection there? How do you say that? And we say that, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, to me, like at least black British culture seems very vibrant and it also might just be the influencers specifically that I follow and the content that they create also just hilarious like they love to have a good fucking time and that is very evident and clear and like the way that the friendships are too and I may destroy you and just the different oh things God. that they do that like some are like why would you do this and others are like this is actually a really cool idea I'm glad that they just said fuck it and like did that thing and it's just them like hanging out I thought it was no beautiful. I love it I love Terry and Arabella so much yeah with terry i was just gonna say that reviewer it's so interesting whenever a comment like that pops up in a review it's like a willful ignorance it's like no you're just choosing to acknowledge the parts of the show that don't directly address the fact that these people are black because there Mm -hmm. are parts that do that terry's entire storyline from the beginning when she's auditioning for these the show and there's like something having to do with like her hair and like the way she reads the lines like that's not like necessarily a universal experience and it's a main plot line like in the beginning yeah no of the show. it is so a it's just, line. so it's just so interesting how they choose to just decide what is black mm-hmm. culture and what is not which is why we don't all like all of it, like know their slang like exactly. earlier we we're talking about love island and two of the people who were on there the most recent season i really enjoyed but i found articles from british publications talking about how they were using you know black slang and like the british equivalent to aave aave which was so interesting because i wouldn't know that because Mm. that's not what's pushed to the forefront they choose to ignore the fact that it's a black thing Mm -hmm. so that they can just like ignore blackness in general right. it's just very like we intentional think we're bad. To me. we think we're bad over here but they're the inventors of racism they do it the best yeah i understand why they like to just yeah. not talk about it because that conversation mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and you know what's <laughs> you know what's funny to me too is this whole when you talk about like terry and arabella and even kwame like the differences about like in their in their cultures like it's clear very clear like you know Arabella and Kwame are like either like of Ghanaian like descent or like some some like very direct like African descent and it's like possible that Terry might be like of some Caribbean descent mm-hmm. and it's crazy because you see so many of those influences in like black british culture uh, whether it be you know like afro-caribbean or just straight african like influences and it's like where is that in like all we know about like british culture i literally find this shit out from tiktok i find this shit out from tiktok from youtube it's like where is that representation you know people don't realize that there are a lot of at least just Africans or people of African descent and in the diaspora, specifically in Britain, because through colonialization, a lot of them started going to Britain for school. And it's very common Mm. to go to Britain for things like college and stuff like that. So 
I mean, I just to go back to like other influencers, like I follow these Kenyan influencers called Over 25 on YouTube. And I think two of the four of them went to school in London. And that's just, it's yeah. just a really common thing that happens. And really? it gets overlooked a lot, but it's like, it's a very prevalent thing. And that's why this culture is like just so black. And I absolutely yeah. adore it. <laughs> yeah. So interesting that you say that. I didn't know that. But I do want to know, like, what do we, though, know about, like, Black British culture? Just of our own knowledge. Like, who do we know? You know drill? Okay. Because I I don't like UK drill music. I think they sound ridiculous. Okay. Oh, I do too, (laughs) but I think it's so fun. When the beat comes in, I'm like, let's get it. Come on, let's go. And the accent, and I'm like, this, but I'm from Chicago, too. The originators, the home of drill music. And it just, it sounds so fucking weird to hear them, like, <laughs> have you ever seen those two, like, old white men, they're at, have to be in their 70s or 80s, and they're drill rappers, and they're a group? No. Yes. Yes. I don't no. know their names, but as soon as I find the video, I'm texting it to y'all. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God. They're, like, 70 or 80, and they're drill rappers, well, and they're white. Is it white. good? No. Oh, It's okay. exactly what you think it sounds like. Mmm. It's exactly what you think it sounds like. Yikes. Yikes. But I do love that they, like, have their own versions of, like, you know, things that are very popular culture. Like, there was that one episode where Arabella, like, wakes up and she starts listening to the Receipts podcast, which I listen Mm -hmm. to sometimes, even though, like, I don't live there. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, like, they have, like, you know, the Receipts podcast, like, their version of the read. They have, like, Black Gals Living podcast. They really love that. They have Press, which... You know, Nella Rose and Adiola Patron, yes, uh, is on and stuff like that. So, like, I and this, I don't know, like, that's, like, how, that's, like, my way in. Like, I'm kind of very recently obsessed with it. Like, I feel like I very exclusively at this point just watch, like, you know, Black British YouTubers because I'm like, what's going on over there? Yeah. What's up to? You know? What are you doing? <laughs> what's going on? You know? Um... <laughs> Um, similarly to Lyndon, I guess my way in is more through music. Mm. Um, I just, I mean, I love dance music. I love house music. And I just think the British do it spectacularly. I think that here in America, we're a little snooty and snobby about pop music sometimes. Yes. And I don't think they feel like that over there. And no. the women, the black women, the women of Wait, color like who are unnamed. I love Brie Runway. Okay. Love Brie Runway. Um, but the the like unnamed women of color who are like the voices on these mm. like house tracks and pop tracks and dance, sing down every time. Yeah. The vocals are always beautiful. I know like Stevie Wonder is like super inspired by the way they make music like in Britain and wrote really? a bunch of his yeah mm. wrote a bunch of his like favorite stuff there and would like yeah. get a little jazzy or a little loose, a little fun when he was over there writing and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, I just think they have a less serious approach to, like, their art and culture that I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, unfortunately, what I think of sometimes when I think about Black British culture is kind of this idea that they don't really have those really tough conversations about race and things over there because they're a, more of a polite society. Mm. Um. And I just always wonder, like, I don't know, living in America is no, <laughs> it's no, um, you know, no picnic for black folks. Know. But I always wonder what that experience, that specific like black British experience is like in terms of navigating 
racism yeah. and politeness. And, because look at the whole yeah. Meghan Markle shit. Oh my god. But that's the thing. It's I feel like at least from what I've seen, it seems more so like what we do here where they all know that it's happening and they all know that it's occurring and obviously they speak out about it, but it's like at least the general population of Britain there are not as willing to like come well, obviously with you know the Meghan Markle situation there's very there's a lot of racism prevalent but I think when it comes to like the day-to-day conversations I don't think it's had nearly as much as it needs to be had as much mm. as in the U.S. but I'm not and do exactly you even sure see where that in the work is. too do you even yeah. see it in the in the art that they're making either and that's why Michaela Cole is so yeah such a force because she yeah. makes it a point to include that in everything that she does mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah. um let's talk about other things about the series can we talk about the wigs and the makeup okay because as a person love who loves uk girl makeup Ooh. and wigs this is not it terry's <laughs> wig didn't have one part the whole season y'all terry's wig did not have one part the whole fucking season. And I'm like, the technology that y'all got access to over there, HBO didn't have the budget? Let's talk about what are our thoughts. <laughs> I truly wonder if it was intentional. Was I it? I that it was intentional because I for girlies so. like me that- Okay, like, what's your theory? When I it comes hear. to I hair, it's, I feel like maybe it was authentic, like another part that was authentic about maybe like, yeah, they wear wigs, but they're not like these baddies that were like making sure the glued is like completely dry, all this stuff. Like they just throw on a wig and go. But I don't know if it was intentional. I'm Camille, what's, what's, intentional. Your, what's your theory? I just think that, and you know, no shade to anybody out there. This is the world that I come from. Yeah. But the black musical theater girls, were people are busy. The theater girls, the acting girls, they're busy. Mm. One day they need short hair, one day they need long hair. And in my experience, yeah. what I've seen is, you know, the wigs are not always, right. the wigs might be for the day. You know, yeah. <laughs> the wigs might be for the day before the show at night. I just feel yeah. like maybe Terry's a girl on the go. Mm. and i don't know i just believe in my heart that terry would wear a questionable wig and that she should and that she, and that she should be able to i be, i i stand by her right I to agree. wear a questionable wig or two i agree that's exactly how that's, i feel we're like for her character it makes sense it almost yes. makes sense yeah. i get that i get that wait okay so what would you what did you think then camille about the looks in the show tell me about what are your thoughts on the costume choices oh i absolutely i absolutely loved i love the i mean michaela cole i would just look at all day just so striking um (laughs) but everyone had a really distinct style that like matched their personality Mm. the makeup looks were beautiful like to the point where you know after euphoria comes on everyone's talking about makeup there were times i'm like i'm gonna talk about the makeup that I just saw on I made history. I know there's a lot to talk about in these episodes, but I really kind of want to get into that. Yes. Kwame. Wait, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about Kwame. Eating the girls up every episode. I love his little unitard for when he's like teaching. He is so cute. Yeah. Kwame was maybe my favorite part of this whole series because it's so interesting to see, because I feel like when you talk about like, and we were talking about this last year too, when we were watching mm. It's a Sin. When we were talking, remember we were talking about It's a Sin, and we were talking about how like they don't, we don't ever see like a ton of representation of like gay 
British people. Now to look at this gay black man, British, his parents are like African and don't talk mm. about it. And he's been sexually assaulted and he didn't know how to deal with that or never. I mean, the layers to this motherfucking show. It just got me. Or that one scene where he like went in the bathroom and like sucked that guy off who was apparently the grocery store employee. Then like just check, he checked him out. He's the checkout guy. Like it was so amazing just amazing i love kwame so 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 much yeah i thought they did a really beautiful job with his story and i especially love the choice to have arabella who went through an assault herself who is truly looked at as this voice of a generation yeah. kind of be totally wrong in the way that she oh, handled this because yeah. the, first of all those are the times and <laughs> Those are the types who sometimes are, you know, the loudest in the room can sometimes get the, get it the most wrong, I feel like, she a lot really of times. Um, and I think it's, like, a good... I don't know. I think I like seeing it from characters that you wouldn't expect. Because mm. um, I think it forces people who maybe saw themselves as, like, an Arabella. Right. I'm woke. I'm young. I'm this. Kind of... It makes those people question... You know, question themselves and whether they would handle that in the right way, in the way that they and think about things. And those are the people whose <laughs> mind, yeah, those are the people whose minds I think are the most changeable. And sometimes when we make content like this, I'm like, we really should be not trying to like talk to people who have no interest in listening to us. We should be kind of directly addressing the people who are going to receive the message, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. I love that. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> This is so off kilter, but fuck Mary Kill, Arabella, Terry, oh Kwame. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay. 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 Linda, go first. Go first. I don't want to. Somebody else go first. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. I. <laughs> I would fuck Kwame. Um, I would um marry Terry and kill Arabella. Sorry. <laughs> no, because that's why I didn't want to go first. I also wanted to kill Arabella, and then I was going back and forth between fucking and marrying Terry. And yeah, Terry. same actually. Yeah, <laughs> okay. like because here's the thing: Arabella is like you know objectively a good person. I think it's just. The See, but what does that mean, though? Because then we can get into it. Yeah. But well, before we get into it and talk about like the ending, I do want to ask like two two more questions. Number one, what are our thoughts on Biagio and the whole Italy trips and things like that? Because so for everybody listening, Biagio is uh, am I saying that right? Biagio um, is the boyfriend question mark. So Arabella is taking these quote unquote writing trips to Italy to finish her novel with this advance mm. that her publishing house has given her. And she meets on one of those trips. She meets Biagio, who's a drug dealer, an Italian drug dealer. And she kind of falls for him really hard, but it just doesn't ever seem like he's that into her, you know, like he's yeah. definitely into her, but he's so mean. And like, I did yeah. not like him at all. And she just deserved oh. better. And when he threw her exactly. out in the middle of the fucking night, yes, ugh, nowhere to go. Wouldn't even give her her passport back. And then really? threatened her with a gun. I was like, Jesus Christ, hasn't she been through enough? Hasn't she been through enough? But what were your I, thoughts on Biagio? 
he, I mean, obviously, piece of shit, but also, it's kind of like, are we surprised? No. Like, from the jump, he was not introduced as, like, a good person. He was introduced as a person that was, like, keep an eye out for this character, but they're not going to be, like, the best person on this show. And then I think what got me was the use of the advance just to pay for these trips. And I'm like, but girl, you know, like, it's an advance for a reason. They're expecting and something. And she wasn't even writing. She wasn't even writing on the trips. Exactly. So it's like, it sucks that it got to a point where she was like, I have no money for obvious reasons. Whomstever, you theoretically did initially. So like, where was the preparation? <laughs> she didn't prepare at fucking all. Uh-uh. Fucking um, I think again, Biagio is another example of just like how well the characters are written. In the first episode, he's so understanding about her having her period. Like he seems so nice and like woke and like wonderful. And like that's the one that'll do it. Like that's the one that's then always gonna the do it. Right, be the one. Right. Also, just a general rule of thumb out there, girlies, for whoever is listening, if he sells you drugs. And then watches you do the drugs and then trying to sleep with you still. It's not a yes. good person. No, no not, not a, a good person. person. Not a that good person. That is a person, person low-key, who kind of drugged you a little bit still. A little <laughs> like, bit still. Yeah. If we want to talk about the nuances like they do talk about it, the um the police, the women who play the police officers, when they talk about the nuances of sexual mm-hmm. assault and you know how it doesn't always look as cut and dry as we think it is, that's mm-hmm. That's fucking one of them, you know? Yeah. That, that's one of them. Yeah. So I have to, I have a question for, so. I'm sorry, there's like a motorcycle brigade going down my, okay. <laughs> brigade. Um, um, well, I want to know what was your favorite episode. If you have a favorite episode from the series, what was your favorite episode? I think I have mine. I think I do. When, I think it's when she's, uh, you know, spoiler, 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 if you don't watch it, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> um, but when she kind of outs that boy who she ends up sleeping with post yeah. her assault for, because um, I need to remind myself, because he was sleeping with somebody else, wasn't he, when he took off the condom? Or did he do that to no, her? He did, he did that to her, her which is just her. her. I think but he did it to brain. somebody else. Right, and yeah. I think I'm putting it in my brain that way because I hate the idea of her being assaulted like so many times throughout this. Um, yeah. But when she like outs him publicly in front of everybody at the like book um, Ooh, thing, yeah. I love that. And I just love the inclusion of that storyline because... Yeah, girl, if that's assault, we don't, you don't change the conditions right. of the sex exactly. <laughs> like, without exactly. a conversation. Yeah, um, and I've had that happen to me before, ugh. so, like, you know, I mean, it's, you know, not fine, but this is, like, long ago, and I never speak to that man again, but it's crazy the things that men think they can get away with and think mm-hmm. it's just like, why are you so upset about this? What the fuck do you mean? Why am I so upset yeah. about this? How can you think that's okay? Yeah. You know? It's a lot of like the power aspect of it where it's, they almost, obviously not all men quote unquote, but in these situations, it's really about how much can I take from you 
in any capacity. And that in and of itself is absolutely disgusting to think about, which is why my favorite episode is the last one where she's going through all those scenarios, which I know we'll discuss, but that's by far my favorite because especially with the scenario with, um, spoiler, 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 murder. My only thing with that, because I thought it was, you know, the actual ending. My only thing was that was like, girl, there's so much evidence all over the place. We needed to plan this a bit more, sweetie. Like that was really. Yeah. But, but I in the really moment, liked, yeah. But I really liked all the scenarios that just played out and like what each of them meant as well, mm-hmm. yeah. and like everything that was happening, like in her psyche. I think for me, my favorite episode had to be the "Remember the Sea" or "Don't Forget the Sea" episode when um Terry visits Arabella in Italy, um mm-hmm. and her um her company's paying for the visit. I just love their friendship so much and I I just love their dynamic so much and I love them like traipsing around you know doing drugs and being young and fun and hot and it, it no I really love that episode and I'd love to see more of that kind of you know I love seeing black female friendship on television because who doesn't but um I just love I thought this was amazing I really think she's just so fucking brilliant and they I think this character is a those characters were perfectly casted. Like they have such a good chemistry, man. They're so they're just so good together. Yeah, I know Michaela Cole has known the actor who plays Kwame since like school. Like Aww. they go way back. In the her That's last amazing. name in the show is his last name in real life. <gasps> yeah. oh, I, I love that. that. Wow. That's so sweet. Okay, but let's, like, our last, like, big thing. Let's talk about the ending, y'all. So, if you haven't watched the show, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. The last episode, (laughs) she does, you know, she's been stalking out this bar where her um, rapist is known to frequent and, you know, uh, drug women and, you know, take them to the bathroom and rape them. And so, she runs into him. And it plays out in three different scenarios of what, happened when she runs into him um and i just want i my question is just like obviously i want to know what y'all thought about this last episode but i also want to know which ending was your favorite Mm. i want to say the murder one but again i was just irritated off the rip because i was like come on we needed to plan this a bit better um that's a hard one. Yeah. That's not because there was quite so a few. Too. There was the murder, there was her sleeping with him and then still getting him arrested. But like after yeah. learning his story. Yeah. Oh my god, there was just I don't know. I guess it really depends on like what you prefer. I, I might I might just stick with the murder one. I really do. <laughs> it was messy, but I felt when in that doubt, moment, go with murder. Yeah, I was just kind of like, obviously violence is never the answer and I'm not condoning violence, but from such a buildup of the season and like how much she was put through, getting mm. to that moment. Of course, I feel like it should have ended with like maybe the attack in the bar and not gone all the way to like the side of the street and stuff like that. But at least that sort of ending, I was like, yeah, that makes sense because the yeah. amount of anger that you must have to have in your body when processing this and you can't even... Obviously, a lot of people don't want to see the other person, but you're actively looking for them every single week. You know exactly yeah. what they look like, who you're looking mm-hmm. for. And then getting to that ending, I was just like, oh, it's almost like full circle. Yikes. Yeah. But again, I'm not condoning violence. <laughs> no, of course. 
not to compare struggles, but mm-hmm. recent well not recently, but I was I I was experiencing a similar situation when someone stole my bike and I just thought of like what I would do if I had run into that person because I go to that gym every day and I saw them on my bike and I think I would have attacked them the way she attacked that man on the street. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I would have attacked them. I mean, because yeah. think about it. Your bike is like, that's how you get around. You need that it constantly. It was something that you relied on, all that stuff. And now mm-hmm. this person just took it. You know, when you're getting raped, it's like this person is taking, I guess, your autonomy in the situation. Yeah. Just completely ripping it from you. And it's hard because it's not something tangible. And it's like, yeah. I want to get it back. How can I get it back? Exactly. Um, which is why I think this ending is so brilliant because how do you get it back, right? And so she's trying to brainstorm all of this. My, my ending that I liked the best was actually the one where um, they like do the plan. They like start doing the plan and then she has to do all this coke to like counteract the downers. Oh and then they like end up back at her house and then the police like peacefully show up and take him away. Um, I, but in, like, honestly, the ending that was like the actual ending of just showing us the three endings really is my favorite. Um, like I said in the beginning of the episode, I just know a lot of people who've been sexually assaulted, unfortunately. And yeah. I feel yeah. like this ending represented so many of the different ways that I've seen these people handle it. I have friends who have been assaulted and have been able to like confront the person who did it and scream at them and say everything that they needed to say. I know people who've been assaulted and been able to like turn the person in and like get justice that way. I know people who've been assaulted and will sleep with the person again because they're still trying to figure something out. And that's another way that a lot of people try to regain their autonomy. Like if I do it again with this person on my own terms, maybe that's a way to take it back. So I just liked that there was like no like right way <laughs> to do it. It was just right. exactly. I feel like yeah. it was more cathartic than anything else because I feel like most people, what happens is they don't really get to take any type of action. Yeah. You kind of end up, you're just stuck with these, with the multiple endings in your head, thinking about what would happen if I were to encounter this person again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's harder to kind of live with because it's like a lack of closure and stuff. So I just, I just thought including those different endings is the perfect ending. It was great. I agree. And I, I, I personally, I like the first one the best. Cause I was like, yes, drug him, um, beat the shit out of him, put him under your bed. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. And I loved the whole like true crime of it all. It would have been a great episode of like forensic files, like later about how so much evidence is left everywhere, but still loved it all. I think my favorite moment, though, from that episode has to be that last little bit at the end where she's back on that beach um, in Italy where she was so calm and so serene and she, like, smiles and then the whole thing just is over. And I just think that just goes to show, like, what a brilliant person. I don't even think we need to ask if this holds up. I think beyond... Oh, no. Beyond (laughs) this holds up. You know, it's but it's so incredible, though, to see one black women in this light black british women in this light to have mm. them you know tell their own stories and and, and yeah. talk about the messiness of how it is like navigating these kinds of situations that unfortunately happen very fucking often yeah i think for me it was the fact that on both the plot culture and just situation sides of the content 
there was not a stone left unturned. Like it was very clear what all of the intentions were, what exactly Cole wanted to showcase in every single character, every single episode, every single scenario and what she wanted to address. And I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Like I have, I sit down and try and think about how much thinking and just editing and just re-revisions needed to go into creating the script and even just the general Didn't she say line. she wrote like a hundred something pilot episodes of yeah. the pilot episode? Jesus yeah. Christ. Like I can't even think of how much effort and work went into creating this absolute masterpiece in my personal opinion because of how detail oriented it is. Yeah, um, obviously it holds up. And I think it probably will get even more respect like in years to come. Um, but I just think it's the only, like you can say rape culture over and over and over again, but this is one of the first things I've seen that actually does attempt to dive into the culture uh, that like of what it is. Like, I feel like a lot of times it'll, if you see it in media, like people will throw it around and then you'll get a story that's super specific and they make sure to show you that like, and here's the example that not all people are like this. And I kind of like that. I think I made a sure you kind of did the opposite of like, they encountered several people who you would not expect to be right. dangerous. And almost all of them ended up being dangerous because that is closer to the reality of the situation when you live in a culture that kind of allows for sexual assault and rape to just happen without a lot of real consequences or changes. And I just love that it dove into like, you know, racism is a part of that and classism is a part of that. And the episodes they did with that like white girl who runs the group that they used to go to school with was probably now that I think about it, maybe my actual favorite episode, just really brilliant and such a hard episode to do. Because you're just attempting to like, you're just attempting to explain a lot of like yeah. socio, like sociological things. Right. And I think it did a great job of doing it. Um, so yeah, I just really appreciate the way it really does examine rape culture as a culture, because that is what it is. Like, yeah. it's a whole interconnected web of things that allows for this type of stuff to happen. All right. Well, if you made it all the way to this point, thank you so much for sticking it through and listening to this. You should absolutely go and watch. I made sure you if you have not already seen it and if you can handle it, obviously, like don't push yourself totally. to do anything. But if you can handle it, it's brilliant. And I think it should be required viewing, you know, mm -hmm. it really should be required viewing. It should be taught in schools and shit like that. And I want to see more content that's like, celebrating and you know uh, you know talking about the experiences of you know black british women and uh so have a good women's history month and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of does it hold up brought to you by textured air a brand dedicated to celebrating black girl culture past present and future if you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E-D 
H-E-I-R, on all platforms. And make sure you check out our other podcast, Where My Girl's At, and The Blacklist, and all of the other content we offer on our website, texturedair.com. Until next time.